Hi, welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hi, Subbu, how are you? Uh, did we record just a few days back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah IO is, there's too much of IO from Google, so we got to <laughs> do another show, I think. So, so are you watching our uh, IPL? No. I, after a long time, I watched the one match, which is RCB. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, my son is like uh, crazy about it now. <laughs> okay. uh, I think uh, Virat Kohli is like in like Amazing deadly, form. deadly form, actually. Yeah. Uh, possibly is the best cricketer at this point of time. So. That's true, I agree. I mean, yeah. he is like aggressive, he is like demolishing everybody, like fearless. And the skill level also. Yeah. I, I hope he continues this way. It's not possible for any human being. Uh, just to enjoy the run, actually. No, I think... And uh, don't what, scold when he what is... What I was a little sad is, uh, this kind of talent, what is... I mean, form he is in. Yeah. Uh, he's probably wasting it in an IPL. <laughs> I would have loved him when he had, like, say, when he had won, like, a World Cup with this. Yeah, yeah. That would have been, like, a real different high, right? This is all, like, nobody cares <laughs> after, like, tomorrow, uh, whatever happens. It's the best part is, <clears throat> I mean, the best players are getting taxed both the ends. They have to play exceptionally well in ICC as well <clears throat> yeah. in these tournaments. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of IC- IPL, but, but Virat Kohli is in amazing form. Yes. Okay, so we spoke about some of the hardware announcements last week. Right, um, the Google I.O. Yeah, thing. and we said we'll talk about the software ones yeah. um, this week. So, we see this interesting, lot of interesting announcements on the software side, though I don't think none of them are going to be available right now, yeah. immediately. They are all like probably coming later down the year. Yeah. The first one is obviously the Google Assistant. Yeah. Um, is that what... Equivalent of Siri? Yeah, it's equivalent of Siri as well. It is an upgrade of uh, what uh, OK Google was there. Okay. Uh, so it is basically a successor to the OK Google. And uh, it is, uh, w- I mean, like uh, before we go in detail, I was just thinking, um, I've been following Google I.O. for a while. Uh, after uh, the company became uh, as a G, I mean, part of alphabet yeah. and then it became G. This is the first I.O. which uh, they have launched. I mean, the, this is the first I.O. after it became right, part of right. G. Uh, af- after it became part of alphabet. But I feel somehow this I.O. what Google had done, it was like completely kind of a watershed moment for the industry. Uh, the kind of announcements they have made on the AI especially, mm. I feel it is kind of like something very similar to what in 2000. Two, three, where they made the uh, the, the 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 search platform. Yeah, the, the the big data platform basically. Okay. The all the all those. But algorithms is it not everybody is behind this now, right? Uh, uh, you are saying about the AI part. Yeah, yeah because don't you think they are little doing a? I mean, they have so much of. I mean, amazing algorithms built right. over a period of time. Probably they're announcing it. Uh, I mean, the product. Yeah, do the products based on those. Correct. I feel they are little doing a catch-up game here. Uh-huh. Uh, looking at what I think everybody is moving ahead in that path, right? It's not something like a path-breaking technology. What uh, we are seeing, obviously, Google when they announce, it's going to become much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I think. But I, I the the thing which I felt is that they are able to basically uh, create or morph AI into consumable data basically. Right, yeah. So that is something which I have not seen that kind of demonstration coming in from anybody else. Uh, But if you look at the trend, 
the consumer technology is basically driving the entire enterprise or any other technology correct yeah that's true so in that sense i felt it is like something like exceptionally and a very important uh, probably and i uh, it's kind of once in a decade you see this kind of series of very worthwhile a uh, technologist gets in gets introduced and then where it just moves again on the direction of something right right, right. so okay though coming back to the google assistant story uh, so since we said already it is like a, a better version of uh, okay siri. yeah okay google, okay, google and, yeah. Yeah. and obviously so, siri and yeah siri also so uh, some of the improvements what we are seeing here is that i mean like um since we discussed last episode also the voice based search is like something which is driving google's search as it is correct but the i mean the, when when you are starting moving into voice based search the natural language processing doesn't you if you only do a natural language processing it doesn't stop there you need to have more contextual information to do that so what google assistant is trying to do here is that they are able to process more contextual information where you can move between question to question actually so when you ask a question and then once you get an answer from google uh, assistant and this conversation yeah exactly conversation so and then what they are also trying to I mean, do is that not what we saw in the like apple tv announcement <coughs> what apple did right the new version of apple tv it was a conversation yeah, i mean it wasn't conversational it wasn't giving but it was showing the results so yeah. they showed a demo where okay you say one actors uh like say show on the movie of let's say tom hanks right. and within that you can filter it saying show only the historic one something like that right? yeah so what that was that was more driven using for filters basically okay. but wherein you cannot sh- shift the context on that actually oh, okay mm. so here that is the difference actually and uh, they are also segregating making the google services like basically the google assistant is becoming the backbone for delivering uh kind of all the google services actually right 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 yeah. and they are segregating it and architected it so nicely where it can just basically drive and power most of the google services so so how is it going to be accessible for end users is it uh, going to right. be a separate app or is it blended in the android and the chrome browser yeah so the best part is what they have done is basically they have i think as a company they have, they are betting big on uh artificial intelligence or machine learning futures say together and they have made this as a kind of like internally as a separate product where you should be able to package that into many ways actually so the one of those ways could be something like what you are looking at the google home which we discussed last week yeah yeah, yeah. which is based on a, a mic and an audio and right mic and a speaker basically and the other thing which you are seeing is also they are demonstrated using traditional way something just similar to on a messaging app which is called hello correct and so what they are also trying to do here is that segregate the kind of the modules which are powering the artificial intelligence out of way from the user interfaces or the products basically right so that it should be able to tomorrow uh, irrespective of the user interface you should be able to communicate with the back end services and that should be able to drive their innovation basically okay So the, if you are looking at a competitor who are the competitor for Google Assistant it could be Alexa which is from Amazon uh, and Alexa. Siri from Amazon Oh Alexa Apple. from yeah. yeah Siri from Apple yeah and Cortana and from Microsoft <laughs> that I don't know <laughs> I'm not tested <laughs> and the Facebook 
he is building lot of uh, virtual assistant and their developer api and the data they have got they should be able to become a much bigger competitor but google has kind of announced it up ahead early we don't know what exactly right. facebook is going to surprise us so this is basically i think all of them are getting better or the or the weekend i was trying siri okay um, along with my kids also and it was responding <coughs> to lot of queries okay um, i mean i when they launched i remember i think 2 2 3 years back yeah, only, yeah. it used to be really really bad for our kind of indian accent yeah, in yeah. doesn't use recognize half of what i am saying right okay but now i think it has significantly improved okay uh, i would even say close to 90% uh, okay i mean at least for me it was close to 100% order i speaking uh uh-huh. um, but it was fairly accurate okay and they were able to recognize the words so overall i think this whole speech recognition technology is yeah speech recognition is moving up but i i i feel apple is slightly behind on this whole uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning game because they are not they don't have a big content yeah they contacts like what google has yeah i, I feel overall their r&d itself is like not moving as i mean as i mean as Correct. comparatively to what google is doing around here and i i i'm super impressed with the way what they are doing here uh, if at this pace if they go they could probably challenge many of them in the industry right uh, so that is something which is like exceptionally uh, I, for me it is like because it the most hardest part is that converting the artificial intelligence or machine learning into consumable on a day to day basis yeah, basically yeah. so if you are able to successfully drive that then rest all should be like extremely easier to do So we'll see. And the I mean, do we know when is it going to come? Is it like part of some Android upgrade or OS upgrade? Or so I think the way it will move is basically if you buy Google Home, then you are already into Google Assistant, and as well when you are installing Allo application, you are already into using Google Assistant. Oh, so it means it's it's mostly like a. back end engine getting yeah, because like as a end user you may not even be aware that you are using those services because it's like the allo some of the capability what allo demonstrates today it's all powered by the google assistant as it is mm-hmm. google the allo is just on a messaging infrastructure where it is yeah. just dumb so they, they anyway got it. the okay google built in into many phones these days yeah so and the best part is once the third party apps start supplying the data to google uh, the assistant feed right. engine then it should become much more powerful and then much more okay uh, capable so, so what is this deal about allo and there is one more called duo <laughs> <laughs> so i so allo allo and duo are two applications what google has launched uh, so allo is to duo re- is to a, replace hangouts uh, no it is they are not replacing the hangout is it yeah they are not So Allo is the messaging application which is like very similar to WhatsApp or iMessage. Yeah, iMessage, WhatsApp or uh, the the Chinese based one like WeChat. WeChat and stuff like that. So what they're trying to do here is that um it is driven by your mobile number. Like uh, what? You don't yeah, you don't <laughs> need to log in or uh, have a email based accounts and stuff like that. Uh so it is driven by your mobile number where you should be able to communicate or share um either photographs or text with uh, anybody who is there in the in your contact list basically i mean that's like what whatsapp's model yeah so the interesting thing there is they are adding something <coughs> called a chat chatbot chatbot yeah yeah so the what the chatbot does is basically it is there in the background 
okay. which is powered by google assistant okay uh-huh. which understands the context what your discussion is happening right and then it will be able to help you with the conversation in a positive direction where if you are like two of you are discussing about uh, eating in an italian restaurant uh, it can understand who are these two guys and then what is their context in terms of location and what are the interesting italian restaurants in and around this place okay and so the chatbot will basically be there in all the conversation it will help you to use the google backend intelligence and it'll keep popping some message in between exactly so it, like it is not annoying. popping it is going to just suggest you <laughs> it's annoying yeah so it is annoying for some it is it it's is like somebody peeping on <laughs> 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 so but the uh, i mean like if you get used to it it is in a okay useful service and i mean like if you ask me i will never use it but it is not for me actually no i mean unle- uh, is it like unless i ask Mm-hmm. and it starts suggesting something right let's say when we both are chatting something right, right, okay. something serious right uh-huh. and it keeps popping some nonsense in between what i mean it may be accurate i'm not saying nonsense in mm-hmm. pure term nonsense yeah. but in that context of two human speaking do you want like one bot saying okay why don't you do this i don't need yeah to- <laughs> <laughs> so so the, so we have to have this so that's exactly the same objection i have actually so it is like having a threesome with your girl correct right, right, yeah, so yeah. we are not i mean unless you specifically ask yeah. let's say i mean give a keyword okay yeah. google what do you think of this then it's just something that's or i just have a conversation just directly with the bot right. so you can have a conversation with the bot but the thing is that i think it is not the targeted audience are not probably us basically okay and it is uh, it is for people who are probably uh, more non intuitive computers use computer users basically okay if that is something which is what i guess basically because the way i look at it is that the chatbot is always there in the background it looks for some keywords and picks it up and then tries to use the context and then try to suggest something and it doesn't stop with the textual thing it even goes ahead with understanding photographs yeah i think the, yeah I, the looking at the demo uh, maybe i'm wrong but looks like they are just certainly suggesting some uh, suggestions for you to do an auto reply or yeah. do some other that seems okay okay and so this is again powered by google machine learning algorithms so it understands that, that is that's like amazing when, yeah. when you are actually on a real time chat if you are able to pull at that kind of speed right it's like brilliant actually. yeah so you just imagine the cross platform property what they have mm-hmm. Ma- maps search and they have got all these property which are very important for any chat right 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 so that is something which is also very interesting which is what they are doing there uh, if you ask me whether i will be able to i will will i be able to ever use this i will never go near that install and why not <laughs> I, i don't want any okay. i don't want to have a threesome basically with any no, yeah i mean but i think looks interesting i don't know for it me it is extremely offensive because just imagine that you are discussing something very right 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 yeah i mean that that's obviously it's there yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> that is one thing and then you, see even if you want to just imagine you want to have to talk about an idea or a project with your customer i don't want a chatbot to be sitting there and listening to it all the time correct yeah uh, there are some good features about the whole allo messaging infrastructure which is like end to end encryption is there uh, right. but that is not default by default they are enabling it 
you have something called incognito mode when if you if you activate it it becomes end to end encryption mm. yeah uh, i also that. heard uh, i mean there was a i actually read little bit of what edwards norton thinks about this right, yeah. he was basically blasting this saying yeah. encryption is not enabled by default Deep, blah blah yeah. blah and that yeah. but i feel i think it is it's okay uh, if somebody is like really serious about that kind of privacy thing they, they, there is an option to enable it right i mean uh, why why is it, it should be enabled by default see the, the, the problem here is that uh, see i'm i'm very critical about not having this default because i feel moving f- and the other thing i wanted to tell you is that when we discussed about whatsapp uh, enabling encryption, encryption uh, i think we were missed one point basically by default whatsapp enables no, encryption and it? yeah no 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 it, it is they are enabling it what they are trying to do is there is uh, the the only for the confirmation sake they are trying to do the qr code part okay just to make sure that you visually understand it is encrypted both the sides they are giving you as a visual cue they are adding you that qr okay, code okay, keys okay. other than that i think they are doing it by end to end automatically mm. so coming back to the story that is something i mean like moving forward if you are building a chat infrastructure today it needs to be end to end encryption the reason i say is that because of the amount of uh, the background uh, surveillance which is happening right uh, you don't want to basically see i i'm not comfortable enough talking to anybody about my political views actually yeah yeah and because it can be turned against me any day basically yeah especially when a, when a bot is listening <laughs> <laughs> especially when a bot is listening or if i have to hand over my device to a government agency right yeah so the the those are some of the areas where uh, if that is very critical if you ask me i will never ever go anywhere near this uh but and i don't need a chat bot suggesting me something i think i can search better than a, a bot right now actually right yeah so <laughs> so but as a product for it so do you think looking at the interface and all that uh-huh. looks to me it is like there another attempt at fixing that messaging app which they always do a very bad job right after they knocked out the google talk and introduced hangouts hangouts was miserable miserable app right yeah. no i mean I, the way i look at it is that these some of well, these items like they, even if it, this product doesn't succeed uh, some of these ideas what they are throwing out here and testing it out it could get morph itself into something else actually Uh, see that is exactly the problem with google right uh-huh. uh, at least with some other services like hangouts okay um, uh, they keep i don't know they never keep improving that okay. just like uh, we hope they are gathering some data for whatever it is but as an app itself it is absolutely not usable actually okay see i think now they are learning lessons from whatsapp mm-hmm. uh, to be frank because introducing this uh, based on phone number identifying all those things are all popularized by whatsapp right? okay. so they should have done it long time back that's my view okay i mean uh, that is one part but uh, i mean powering ai and bringing in suggestions and stuff like that i don't think there is anybody else outside of google premises who is even ready with this kind of infrastructure or that is that is ability yeah, yeah, yeah. I so what is duo so duo is like a yeah, duo video version a pure video based app right yeah it's a okay. pure one to one like facetime yeah it's one to one video based calling uh so 
again that is also based on smartphone numbers i mean like the your phone numbers uh, irrespective of whether you are using ios or android is you will be able to make a cross platform video calls right so which is not i mean i don't think i message does that today actually yeah yeah even facetime doesn't do nobody that. does actually. i mean except i think facebook nobody has that kind of infrastructure mm-hmm. or skype or any of them actually. and uh, it is based on uh, i mean it is going to be a 720p call quality Right, and they are also having another additional feature which is called knock knock something which is basically just to give a uh, yeah, the callers yeah. m- mood how they are uh, before even you take the call you can just look at them uh, how they are and then if you want to really talk to them in that mood yeah I think once they know this knock knock feature is somebody going to re- really reveal their mood I don't think <laughs> I so. if you really want to blast somebody and knock knock he, he will smile and then you will still blast them <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't think this we will see the service in india because this wipe on uh, uh, the video calling is uh, no but i uh, but there is, i heard some news or some improvements where i think india is considering that okay uh, now that you look at these 4g players coming in like reliance mm-hmm. jio for example okay. uh, who's coming big time mm-hmm. okay. pan india they are launching Okay. Uh I think this cannot be avoided anymore. Like it's it cannot be avoided, but at this point of time none of them are allowed uh to But I think looks like it is mostly the lobby thing, right? So okay. they may actually convince the government or they uh, try to look at this, right? Okay. If if it happens it is well and good. Uh but because but, but I don't think the VoIP is a problem. Uh VoIP was never a problem. The problem was mixing your PSTN plus Uh, the internet telephony right that was the uh, problem with try no i think let's the say the, the for to give an example you cannot call uh-huh. uh, a landline okay from your skype true yeah using a voip infrastructure getting on to the crossing over onto the psd that problem. is something uh, dot was never uh, i mean allowing that okay and that was a big problem i think now the some companies are working around that with routing the call to some other countries internet telephony was never an issue okay if you are if i am calling you over skype even today it's fine it's fine okay it's only crossing over is a problem yeah so but if i am in a airtel or a thing and you are in a wifi Correct, then yeah. it is becomes a problem right right if you don't have data and if i want no, to call no even if you, i have a data then you may not be able to make a call to me right uh you can actually right because if you are online uh-huh. i can make okay i cannot call your number from my let's say internet telephony right okay. that was issue right. okay. but i heard they are working towards something okay okay so that is uh, pretty much about duo and then the duo is built by the same team which built webrtc okay uh, using the protocol called quick so we will discuss quick in detail little bit uh, down uh so what is quick that's anyway uh, so i mean like quick is basically the new protocol which google is trying to do uh, based on udp uh, so basically internet is powered on tcp ip basically which you are aware uh, udp is more slightly less error prone protocol beyond tcp ip uh, google was doing something called speedy as a previously which they were doing on udp which became a basis for uh, http http2 right standard so which again http2 standards runs on tcp ip so these guys needed something which they want to basically mode and they have created another protocol called quick basically right so which uh, the problem here is that uh, quick basically uses udp to make 
okay. calls or like or the transfers and stuff like that. So what advantage you get by using UDP is that you are able to able to get more low latency basically. Okay. It's much more faster than TCP/IP. And uh, some of these fundamentals could go in into. They are planning to suggest this to the Internet Framework IFTF. Okay. So if it happens, it then that gets bundled. And otherwise, uh, I think most what they are saying so right now today is that basically most of the requests which is flowing from Chrome to Google servers are served by uh, Quick. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So as a consumer, how do I get benefit? If you ask me, like you will be able to get, I mean, lesser streaming, uh, less buffering of streaming, and more ga- when you are doing gaming and stuff like that, you should be able to see much be- more faster. So from a layman term, today practically in India, if you want to see a YouTube video on Chrome, uh, see it on Chrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you you have to install an extension to make sure that it runs via Quick basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I mean, so it's not built into the Chrome. Itself. It is built into the Chrome, but it is not by default. Uh, you can, as a dev, I mean, like you, you can put that extension and make sure it does instead of HTTP, it just goes away. Then no one's going to do uh, it. Mean, it looks like, like mostly like a developer sort of a deal. No, it is just an extension. You don't need to do anything else. <laughs> the extension takes care of converting automatically, basically. So okay. uh, that's about Quick. So Speedy has been retired and it just got bundled into HTTP 2. So Quick is a new protocol which is powering most of the Google uh, services on the Chrome and between their servers. And then it is also going to power the Duo. Okay. So moving along um, to few news about some of their mobility initiatives. Right. Yeah. So they acquired this company called Firebase um, some time back. Yeah, it's 2014 or something. Yeah, and now it looks like they have, I mean, taking some of those Fire Firebase backend as a service yeah. um, infrastructure yeah. for mobile apps yeah. and making it available for you, right? Yeah, true. So and I mean, it is again pay as you go sort of a model. Yeah, right? so they have the freemium plus the it's not freemium. Basically, the beginners uh, and then. In any scale up, you start paying. Correct. So I think what is happening right now on the cloud, I mean, like on the cloud services, there are some vanilla cloud operators as well. There are some mobility backend operators who are doing it. So when you do a mobility development, basically beyond the databases, you need like real-time synchronization, authentication, authorization, remote management, and all this. So what Firebase does is it gives you out of the box all this. Uh, It's like kind of integration with their real-time database. But why do I care about this now that Twitter's fabric is doing an excellent job? Right, I think okay. over a period of time, they make sure a lot. Okay. Uh, the In terms of players like them providing uh, capability like this, other bigger concern I have is like Facebook shutting down parts. Right? Yeah, right, right. So I really am concerned how serious they are. I have my own concerns around Twitter's fabric, though it's great working. Okay. We have, I mean, we never really know when they will shut this right. whole thing down. Right? But, but the difference here is that Twitter fabric is more in terms of crash analytics and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't give you a real-time database and stuff. No, like they that. do know, right? They, so they, they have introduced so many new services. They started so, with. So they uh, they basically partner with Amazon and bundle it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So but this here it is just more, pretty much with Firebase basically. Okay. And uh, their, uh, I mean, Google's biggest forte is analytics. So they are added analytics into the Firebase uh, fabric. I mean, that was anyway free all the time. Right? 
yeah uh, the web was free but uh, if you want to add it to mobility mobile for free it's like it's extremely deep right now you can the level of integration of analytics in firebase is like you can go deep link your apps at the screen level and element level so okay mm-hmm. so the devs will be able to basically create a targeted uh, right. interfaces and stuff like that so that is their forte right so this is bringing in that into firebase other than that i mean like I, i'm I, see it is like every cloud provider need a mobility backend for devs to use it uh, i mean these could be targeted extremely small uh, startups which are coming up no uh, yeah but i think it's important that they actually keep improving this and providing this <coughs> service right Not i up. was like really upset when parse shut up i mean <laughs> facebook i mean I think today, if you ask me, if Facebook buys anything, you better get off the platform. <laughs> okay. uh, because looks like they are not serious about serving any developer community, right? I think Parse was such a big example. Yeah. For whatever reason, I mean, whatever reason known to them, I think it is. I and that's really not their primary to, business, I guess. Yeah. That is exactly. Uh, maybe uh, Google is into that business. Yeah. With the cloud. cloud yeah. yeah. Maybe they are more serious. We yeah. don't know. I I feel they're more serious, but I would suggest if you're if you're a dev. or if you are starting up a startup and you are building your platform uh, it could be something 1.0 you can build on somebody else's infrastructure but you need to have a plan to have your right, own right, infrastructure yeah. Yeah, built yeah, yeah, yeah. in longer term okay so, so continue in mobile they also introduced the uh, newer version of uh, the android studio yeah right uh, with the whatever i think these things built into that Uh, and they have also like a sort of a layout editor uh, yeah. another capabilities built into it it's basically an incremental improvement the key was actually integrating firebase into that so you yeah. can pretty much have a integrated backend right into your studio for your testing and all that a small announcement but yeah um, but i think the the transition from their old eclipse based id to the new intellij base id is is progressing well yeah. and at least they are showing some seriousness there actually mm. um staying on mobile uh, what is this deal about this android instant apps ah so <laughs> instant apps is a very interesting initiative uh, so what they are trying to basically do here is that um, see uh, just as a, to understand the use case basically if you are traveling to a new country or something and you want to consume some of the services you are the place where you are going like right? say for example the transportation applications there or the tourist specification i mean the tourist based apps you when you go right, there. Right. what happening what is happening right now is that you have to install them come back home okay. and remove them and stuff like that so instead what uh, uh, instant app does is that you go to a url uh and then click on that the app runs automatically you know has no install for you okay. mm. and it basically gets downloaded into cache and then just runs basically okay and once you are out of that uh, usage mode and then it automatically when you reboot the device or the cache gets full and then automatically the operating system just cleans it up okay so i think uh, the apps needs to enable this yeah the apps needs the, the app developers needs to enable it the the re- couple of reasons what you could so what if the app needs to sign in and all that you yeah, everything works as okay. it is how you are doing only thing is you don't install or upgrade those apps or anything like that but does it maintain a state uh I say if I, I mean, I am in a travel and I want to use an app for two weeks. Yeah, then I don't think it it will work actually. This or is just something. Instantly try something. Yeah, instantly try something. Or if you're going to a museum and the museum has their own app. Yeah, I mean short, yeah. short-lived apps. Basically. Correct. Okay. 
so if, till you finish your visit on the museum you want to have the app go around and then get some yeah, that makes sense and you can always ask why why cannot use a web i mean web page to do this you can always do but apps gives you a better experience in terms of context look they are b- the basically giving location and correct so options right yeah. uh, but we i don't know if you mentioned about the progressive web apps that's again one of their biggest push yeah. right that seems to be also doing a lot of this bringing all the mobile app capability on the web app true yeah and so you can you need not actually install an app you can basically get a url yeah uh, i mean we spoke about couple of applications like flipkart for example in india yeah doing that uh, which almost behaves like a native app but with all the capabilities what a phone app brings in mm-hmm. without the overhead of installing and managing it correct so that is uh, another initiative so this is basically to just uh, so again there you have uh, you have problem with the location and stuff like that like if you are doing a payment location the native features what the device offers you may not be able to still do that actually. okay so these are something which so is so where is this built in is it a capability on the android or is it something on the cloud so it is a capability on the android i, I mean the apps you are adding a special api okay and you as soon as you click that the dev enables that so that the app instead of installing the app in the native install location it just basically puts it in the cache mm. so you use the application and the cache just cleans them up basically oh, okay yeah. so it's built in the android mostly yeah okay so last news uh, you want to talk about tensorflow yeah so okay so there uh, so i mean we have been seeing um, <coughs> Google is able to, I, I mean, like uh, use machine learning as their one of the ingredient for powering all the products, basically. Correct. And uh, and be it the brain rank and search or the Google Today, Street View, Inbox, a Smart Reply in Allo, or the voice search, everything is everything driven right. by. Yeah. So when you have something like internally in the company where uh, there are different researchers are basically optimizing the Uh, machine learning algorithms what they are trying to do here is basically they have created a something called a custom aic which is kind of application specific uh, integrated circuit uh, which basically a chipset which is like which powers all the uh, machine learning algorithms actually okay so uh, it is a special hardware which is like very similar to what you have like your the uh, on a traditional pc if you look at it like your rom Okay. Uh, random access memory or any of this. So you have something like a very specific machine learning chipset which you added to your hardware. Okay. And then that should be able to power all the algorithms which are supported by TensorFlow basically. Okay. So, so this is like your uh, you're adding a graphics card exactly to support your games. Yeah. This is to support machine learning. Yeah. So the, so this is mostly targeted for the data center. Yeah, exactly. It servers. is. Yeah. so uh, they have themselves uh, i mean google has been uh, they're saying their data centers are powering uh, most of their products with the tensor flow processing unit chips and uh, they are able to see somewhere between about anywhere between about 30 to 40% of improvement relieving the right. cpu and then right 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 having all the artificial intelligence and machine learning done by this tensor flow So this is something they are selling. Or uh, is this a reference implementation? No, they have you. I mean, they are putting. They have already put this in production. So that means they will be able to sell this actually. And I won't be surprised if couple of 
generations if mobile devices comes their own yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean we already we talked about okay. uh, media tech adding their own soc i mean like their own uh, machine learning okay. capability in associates so soc is just nothing but a combination of multiple aic so tomorrow yeah. like if how you are seeing today audio video and io processing abilities inside soc you will like a gsm wifi Correct. you will also see something like an ai i mean the machine learning part also so, uh, i wouldn't be surprised if couple of years down the line a mobility device you see in a right uh, artificial intelligence or ai neural or a machine learning uh, so okay. i mean like module within that actually okay so anything else um other than this i saw a couple of announcements on google auto uh, which i have not we have not covered uh-huh. oh yeah right yeah so they have integrated uh, the the ways uh, yeah the ways uh, the traffic uh, intelligence application that is not only that even maserati i remember seeing uh, some of the demos maserati is adding uh, google okay google capability in part of their uh, google android auto and stuff like that uh the there are quite a bit of announcement around android auto we may probably just cover that a little bit next week or something when we do it uh i haven't looked at it in detail actually okay uh but uh, there's so much of announcement and then they've just dumped so much actually. yeah i mean that, that's generally Especially this the, io yeah. is like super busy i think i mean like there's so much to cover this time actually. right okay and they also had a different venue they it was a more yeah. an open amphitheater kind of environment yeah. and all that right yeah okay so i we have probably we can do i mean we can talk about some of those getting announced in io for next couple of weeks probably <laughs> so much so much content is there so. yeah but we have to see how much of it actually are receptive enough from yeah. the consumers right because right. these are all developer level announcements yeah right. especially i still have my reservations around um, what good can google do with some of the social networking and messaging oh, okay. um, i mean apps actually and they are a very bad track record okay so we have to wait and see whenever the those apps show up mm-hmm. uh, it is showing up for me the, the takeaway yeah for me the takeaways are on the io is very simple uh, for the next decade we are going to see a lot of uh, uh, the machine learning as a primary driver for many products for many companies right, basically yeah. and that is one uh, it's like going to be next complete decade is going to get ruled by machine learning and artificial right. intelligence which can transform some of these interesting correct products and we will move the computational capabilities beyond the traditional mobility and desktop pcs correct which can be used by voice and so if you are in consumer technology and think it is essential for you to think in those lines uh, move your products how you want to move mm-hmm. your interfaces and your products beyond uh, the regular interfaces basically right and that as well um, okay so the the machine learning was a key and yeah. what are they call ai is is what is now translating into many of these new use cases so it is no longer screen based interfaces you're looking at right. it is going to be voice yeah. um, it's going to be context yeah it's going to be fair, many other things in the future right. exactly so if you are you have some product you need to basically adapt to these Correct. and then yeah. move on yeah. right. 
Okay, so it looks like that's our uh, high-level wrap. Uh, and as the products come to the market, we will see how well they are designed. <laughs> the and fit and finish. <laughs> yeah, fit and finish, and also how it is consumer-friendly, right? Yeah, because that's very important. Actually. Yep. So with that, I think that's our wrap on Google I/O 2016. Yeah. So, uh, we'll talk the newer topic maybe this week, if not next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.